Hey, it's Musket Shot. You can contact us by email at indestructiblegaming at gmail.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-S-T-R-U-C-T-A-B-L-E, gaming at gmail.com. Drop us a line and tell us about a game that we should try, or just say hi. If you're a game developer, we would love to hear from you and talk to you about your game. And hey, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. Hit it, Mr. K. Indestructible Gaming. Choose your character. Musket Shot. Mr. K. Let the review begin. Hey, this is Mr. K here, and you're listening to Indestructible Gaming with me and Musket Shot. Hello. Today we're going to be doing a review on Jazz Punk. Jazz Punk. Not Jazz Hands, Jazz Punk. <laughs> it's a quirky game, and mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, super quirky. That's. Mm-hmm. I think that was the main verb that I used constantly when talking about this game, too. My wife was, it's quirky. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything better than that, but it is definitely quirky. Would you like to fill us in with some details? Yeah. On the the game? Sure, yeah. So Jazz Punk is uh, developed by a company called Necrophone Games. And I think this is the only game they have that I know of. Do you know of any other games that they have? I didn't see anything. Not that I know of. Yeah, I looked around. I didn't see anything else. And the game developers, there's two main game developers, uh, Luis Hernandez and Jess Bruce or Bruce, I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. They both uh, they live in the Toronto area. It's a uh, first-person adventure spy espionage game. It's on Steam and the PS4. We we bought it on Steam. Luckily, it was on sale for us. And I know you've been keeping an eye on it and had it on your wish list. So when you oh, saw yeah. it, you were like, yes, let's play this. It was four so, bucks. I, I had to grab it. I know. And that was with the, uh, what, the extra downloadable content. The too, DLC, so. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's rated T for teens. It's got blood, crude humor, mild language, suggestive themes, use of alcohol and tobacco and violence. Fun stuff. Um, uh, you know, all the typical fun stuff. I don't think, I mean, I don't think there's that much that if if you've played some of these games as a teenager that you're playing now uh some of them are really brutal this game is not that bad the company does have a website for their company necrophone games so you can go on their website check it out they've got some some blogs some other information about the game and then they're also coming out with a podcast i think based on the game and sort of the characters of the game so that should be kind of interesting when they come out with that so the story is that it's a comedy adventure game set in an alternate reality Cold War world, and the country you're 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 playing in is called Japanada. It's kind of hard to say, but uh, it's supposed to be the North American continent that was conquered by Japan. So that's why you see a lot of the Japanese influence and currency within the game. So there's a lot of different Japanese things within it, which is kind of fun to kind of fun to experience as well. So yeah, the currency in the game is all in the in the yen, which is um, a little hard to get used to uh, at first. But um, it really doesn't make a difference in the in the game. What everything's so out of out of control and out of um, so unbelievable, anyways, that it's it doesn't really matter in the end. 
what things cost or how much the things are worth or stuff like that. It doesn't really matter. So it's just it's just part of the game. It's just goofiness in the game. And then you play as a character called Polly Blank, and you're, I guess, a detective, right? Is that what you yeah. would call him? Yeah, I would call him a detective. I don't think he's got a first name, or it's just he's Polly just, Blank. Yeah, he's right? just referred to as Polly Blank. Yeah. Um, so you know, each game, each the game starts off with you know a mission. Each level starts off with a briefing mission, which is pretty strange in the briefing mission. <laughs> the, the guy that gives you the mission is really kind of weird. He's got this big mustache and glasses and he tells you about this stuff and then he kind of like disappears behind his desk and does something weird. And, you know, <laughs> it, like each time it's something different. I, uh, so it, that's pretty funny in itself. And then there's little things you can do sometimes in the, in the briefing mission room uh, to try different things out. The missions are, like I said, they're, you can, follow the mission and just, you know, complete the mission. But there's a lot of other things to explore and try like a lot. And there's a lot of side missions that are all in the game too. So you don't want to miss out on those. I, the first, the first mission, I kind of just did the mission and didn't, I didn't really explore as much as I did until the second mission. And then I did a lot more exploring and I found out, you know, there's a lot more other things to do. Oh yeah. Side mission. You you, probably, you said you did a lot in the first one. First level alone, there was a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. There, there was a ton of stuff in the first level. Like, I was surprised of how much there was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, Like I said, I, I just concentrated on doing the mission. And I, you know, I wish I hadn't now because I wish I could, you know, I could still go back, obviously, and do it. But um, the, in the second mission or second level, I was like, you know, at one point I was going past past a alleyway and this guy pops out of a wall and he looks like macho man randy savage it sounds like <laughs> macho man randy savage and he challenges you to a wrestling match and then so i was like all right yeah why not so i did it and i get into this <laughs> this ring with this kind of creepy looking macho man randy savage and you get into a wrestling match with him uh so it's kind of i mean it's like that type of stuff is funny you, you um uh, there's like different drinks you can get out of vending machines there's different things you can buy out of vending machines uh, none of they cost money of course no right you Everything just do it just, you just do it for free yeah this is the point of adventuring and you you know if you click on like a, a machine like it'll show like a finger so you can press the buttons and the finger kind of reminds if you've watched ren and stimpy the finger kind of reminds me of one of the characters like you know they they show the fingers up close and it's all hairy and bony <laughs> looking. That's what it kind of reminds me of, and it's probably something that they may have uh, got an idea from because the, the the creators of this game kind of were inspired by spoof comedies like Airplane and Naked Gun and probably some other you know types of shows and movies that they've watched. So uh, so a lot of the a lot of the little things that you do within the game or get to watch. Uh, are, are kind of inspired by that. So is there anything that you found that was like, was some of your favorite things that you saw that you can explain? Uh, well, there was a lot of stuff that I liked in the game. I liked the stuff that didn't make sense when you did them. Like mm-hmm. there was this one part when you go into the building and you have the fire alarm and next to that, you have the ice alarm and mm-hmm. if you pull the ice alarm instead of water coming out, you know, firewood, <laughs> Yeah, not entirely makes sense, but it's there, and that's kind of the game's quirkiness. Yeah, it makes random things happen for the fun of it and the joke of it. Right. 
Yeah, like in the first in the first level, there's you go into this room and there's like a microscope and you look in the microscope and it's like a Space Invaders game. You can play this like Space Invaders game. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you end up, you know, you're just playing it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do in the game that's just like mindless type fun type of stuff. You don't, it doesn't really affect your character. Nothing really happens if you, you know, do the game. It, it's not like something happens to your character. It's just mindless stuff that they kind of threw in there. I think that's part of the, the draw of the game and the quirkiness of it and stuff like that. And they, and apparently, I guess when they were making this game, they, they had originally planned it to be more of a serious game with some comic relief in it. But then they liked the comedy stuff so much that they just turned it into a more of a comedy game. So I'm happy they did that. Yeah. I think it I, ended up better that way. I think so too. Um, the characters are, are strange. Like how would you explain the, 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 I would explain them as they describe them actually themselves. I heard it through one of the dialogue of the characters. Mm-hmm. And they reference themselves as the bathroom signs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, very. And then I look at them again, and that's pretty much what they are. Yeah, because they're like kind of blocky, uh, boxy type characters. There's most of them are like three D like characters. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think if you if you've seen a bathroom sign, the black outline of a man or a woman on it's very similar to that type uh, they do have some japanese geishas that just walk around sometimes they talk sometimes they don't and then they have characters that are just all in black and sometimes they'll have like a white tie or maybe like a white bow tie or something like that on them and they, they don't really interact with you other than they, they'll get in your way sometimes i think they're just filler yeah just to fill up the stage and make it more lively yeah although on one of the missions I had, I sent away for a mail order samurai sword, which I got. And when I got the samurai sword, I was able to like cut some of those black characters like in pieces because they were standing behind me. I was using <laughs> on them. So again, you know, some of the goofiness that comes in this game is just like, okay, you know, you just, just do things just it because. It just happens. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. Um, the, yeah, the graphics, like I said, the characters are all, you know, they're pretty much all three-dimensional. Um, you can have conversations with most of them, and most of the conversations are pretty weird. They just, I mean, they just spout out all kinds of different things. <laughs> Some of them are just like, and they'll just keep going. And I, like, after a while, I was like, okay, I'm going to move on to somebody, somebody different because I don't know how long this is going. I don't know <laughs> how many conversations you can have with this person or how many more things they're going to say, but they have a lot of different things that they say, which is pretty, and some of them are pretty funny. Did you find anyone that you really, really enjoyed listening to as far as conversations go in the game? I think I remember two, two of them specifically. Actually, no, three. Mm-hmm. They're them specifically from three different levels. Yeah. Um, there was one guy from the first level which gave you a side mission of using a television remote to collect pigeons, <laughs> which is really weird when you think about it, but you totally yep. understand it once you're playing. Mm-hmm. And when you gave it to him, he opens a microwave and he puts it in and he's like, here, this is my mother's baked pigeon pie. <laughs> and instead of taking, you just throw it back in his face. Oh yeah, and then yeah. he exclaims the words "Ah, it burns!" without even like without the freaking out part of it. Yeah, they just. And then after like, that, ah, he says, burns. "I have third degree burns all over my face." Yeah, <laughs> and then there the second person was 
there was this guy that you go up to that gives you another side quest to retire people. Yeah. And once you get that done, you come back to him and he gets all pissed off at you because you screwed <laughs> it up. And basically, and he asks you to hand in all your things. But as you're handing all these things, he's like, oh, yeah, give me your badge. You hand him the badge. He, give me the gun. He, you give him the gun. And then he goes, give me your gun badge. And he, and you give him a gun that looks like a badge. And then he <laughs> says, give me your badge gun. And then you have a badge that looks like a gun. <laughs> it's, he was pretty funny. And then the third person was uh, the, this, this rich guy which was in another one of the levels and he was near like a hotel mm-hmm. and he, and he's like, he's like the typical rich snob, you know, yeah. he has that voice, the kind of like yeah. attitude. Yeah. And he basically just asks you to spray some cheese in his face, like the spray cheese, <laughs> but you could just spray it all over his face. He won't care. He'll just be like, Oh, thank you. I'll make sure you get, you get your portion in my will. And he just keeps talking to you about what he's done. Oh, really? Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> like one of the things I ran into was a, a guy was in a bathing suit and he was hairy. I, I don't know what I did prior, but he said, hey, I need you to cut my hair. He lays down and he's got hair all over his back and legs and stuff like that. And there's a, uh, a weed whacker on the ground. And you basically take a weed whacker and cut all the hair <laughs> off this guy's <laughs> legs and back. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, this is so crazy. It's like so weird. It's just a lot of weird, weird stuff in this game. Um, there's one point where I'm just, you just poke this sheep endlessly until it explodes. I mean, because <laughs> why not, right? Why not? Just keep poking. So yeah, a lot of strange stuff in this game. Music, um, I, you know, it was interesting I because I, I listen to the music when you're loading into the game, but when I'm playing it, I really didn't listen to it as much. But um, I guess maybe I was focused on what I was doing I in think, the missions and stuff. I think there's just so much to do in the game that you just get distracted from the music. Yeah, but I guess the music uh, and looking at it on their website, they were they compute they composed the music using audio production methods that were common in the 1950s and 60s, and they used some kind of um, analog step sequencers to control a bag of 1980s Japanese 12-bit sampling delays um, to, to create the music. So they didn't use like the more modern type ways of creating music. They, they kind of did like old school stuff to give that the game like an old school feel. I guess so the other thing too is they were, they were sort of inspired by like, you know, like 1950s, 1960s type detective type movies and stuff like that. So they wanted to have this sort of old school feel and, old school sound to it as well. So, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I was looking up the, I had, there's a couple pictures on their website of the equipment that they used and it looks like something, you know, pulled out of the sixties, like the equipment and stuff yeah, like, like that. Wires so, everywhere. Wires. Boxes. Yeah. It's like, Insane. you're looking at it like, what is that? It's like, and I even tried looking up the stuff to try to see if I can understand a, a little bit more. Good luck with that. Get a get a better under, understanding and, and describe it a little bit more, but it's really way over my head. I I'd have to almost see it in action and be able to touch it and to know what what it is and how to describe it. It's just really hard. But uh, somebody listening to this might say, "Oh, I know what they're talking about." And if you do, great. Um, I, I certainly don't understand it, but it looks it looks absolutely crazy as far as the setup goes. It's like you said, there's wires and buttons and knobs and everything all over the place. It's so it's amazing what they were able to do as far as music goes. 
so yeah, it's, I mean, it's a quirky, quirky game. Um, I, I can't really say much anything else other than quirky, strange, bizarre. There's a lot of mindless activities to do. You can really get yourself lost into doing different things. That's all in the fun of it though. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's why they made it was to just sort of make it goofy and strange. Yeah. It's, it's, there's quite a bit to it. And like one level alone could take you quite a while to do if you really take the time to explore everything and try everything and that they have. And there's a lot on each level to kind of explore and look at and, and, and do, and sometimes do it over again and do it over again and keep, <laughs> keep doing yeah. it because it's just fun to do. Yeah. I would, I would say that it's um very interesting game. It's um the computer controls were pretty easy to use too, which was enjoyable for me. Um, mm. You know, for me, they they had the controls listed on the option screen, but I ended up finding that the arrow keys work just as well uh, on the keyboard for controlling the person, which was great. And then using the mouse to turn left, right, whatever, look up, down, whatever. Um, so it was really easy to to navigate around the levels. It was really easy to move around, move the character around. So I didn't feel like it, it, that was a real issue or problem playing this game. And I and I noticed that that was um, pretty common comment on some of the different discussion groups and stuff about this game is that the, the game controls are pretty easy to use, which is... I think which makes it even better for for a game like this. So I enjoyed playing the game. Um, I think it definitely has a lot of replayability because even if you complete the game, you're probably going to miss things on each level that you want to go back and see. But there's, I think it has a lot of replayability. I I don't. I mean, you would replay it again, right? Oh yeah, definitely. If yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do it right away, but I mean but you would definitely play it again because it's, you know, it has, you probably didn't get everything that you, or oh, no. do everything I, I you wanted things. to. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different things you could do. I mean, the only thing about the game that I was hesitant on was the characters and how they looked and stuff like that. If it wasn't for you saying, Hey, let's try this game. I probably would have overlooked it and been like, nah, it doesn't look like a game I'd want to play or try out. But um, I'm glad you mentioned it. It's um, it is an interesting game, and once you get past the characters and start realizing how goofy the, this game is, and the characters sort of remind me a little bit of South Park. You know that you know they, uh, they the way the way they move and stuff like that. You know they're not walking and they kind of just slide around or <laughs> move around. You know in a certain way. Uh, so if you if you're familiar with South Park and how they how the characters move in that show, you'll know what I mean. Um, they're kind of like that. Um, overall, for me, I I would give it a seven and a half. Again, like I said, I think it's it was a fun it's a fun game. I don't it's a little it's very quirky. Um, I definitely think I'll continue playing it at you know and continue to try to finish the game. And who knows, I might decide to go back to it at some point to um, try to see what other things I've missed and try some of the other side missions or other uh, things in the game. How about you? What, do you, what would you uh, give your overall impression of the game on? I thought Jazz Punk was an enjoyable game. Definitely can come back and play it again at some point later on. I feel like even though I completed the game, I, I probably still missed a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. That made me want to come back even more to try and finish it all. Even though the game was short, even with the one extra DLC level, Mm-hmm. It still packs a lot to last a good amount of hours. I spent at least seven hours playing it. 
Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting to see. I think I would, I would give it like maybe an eight. Okay. A nice eight. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it was, it was one of those games that you had been, you know, you had seen a while back and you had it on your wish list and it was like, okay, I'll wait for it to, you know, maybe go on sale to get it. But it was, I know you were really excited when it, when it went on sale for us to try it out. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it was something he mentioned and it was, like I said, an enjoyable game. Um, any other um, comments on the game that you want to? I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah, this... there's a lot of, there's a lot of references to movies and video games alike. Oh yeah. If people absolutely. love refer- references, highly recommend getting this game. Yeah. And a lot of them are like retro, retro references and you know, it's yeah. It, all they, good humor. Yeah, they they really did a good job with some of the the comedy in this thing, and uh, the voices. A lot of the voices do sound pretty much the same um, to me, but uh, some of them are a little bit different. But the but the one guy doing most of the voices, he he you know, he kind of keeps them pretty funny, and like I said, mm. he throws a lot of different stuff out there. So you'll you'll find some pretty good humor in this in this game. Okay, um, so I think that's all we have for this game. Shall we tell them about the next next week's game? All right, let's let's do that. All right, so next week's game we're gonna play a game on the Game Pass, and it's called Guacamelee. It's a um, sort of a wrestling adventure type game. I've, so uh, I played a little bit before we talked about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say much, but. I think the genre is more of adventure beat 'em up. Yeah, with wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that should be kind of interesting to try that out. You know, I like I like wrestling. I uh, grew up with wrestling, although I haven't watched it really now. But um, yeah, so it it sort of has it sort of is an intriguing title and uh, plot to it. So we'll give it a shot and see how it is. So hopefully next week you'll be able to. Listen to our review on Guacamole. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. All right, Mr. K. If that's all you got, that's all I got. Yep. Same goes for me, Musket Shot. Okay. Gonna end it here. We are. So, everybody, have fun. Have and a good I... one and uh, stay jazzy. <laughs> that's right. Keep those jazz hands going and make sure they're washed. Wash those jazz hands. We don't want any problems. All right. Bye, everyone. All right. Peace. Hey, it's Mr. K here. I just want to let you know that you can follow us and like us on Facebook and Twitter. By the way, you can also download this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. All right, folks. Have an awesome day. See ya.